You're listening to the Play Big Brand Bowl podcast, episode 22. Welcome to the Play Big Brand Bowl podcast. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing to help you get confident, clear, and capable to build your business, brand, and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Play Big Brand Bowl podcast. I'm Suzanne Chadwick your hostess with the mostess. And as always, it is so lovely to have you here with me. Today, I am sharing with you the 10 key tips to putting your marketing on autopilot in your business. And one of the big things that many women in business in particular that I find deal with is that sometimes they feel awkward or emotional when it comes to marketing themselves. So if this is you, then putting your marketing on autopilot really takes the emotion out of it and means that you're doing the work and getting the traction without relying on how you're feeling. Now, before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by my brand spanking new video training, How to Build a Standout Brand Masterclass. So if you feel like you're just not cutting through the noise, you're really struggling to get clear on what you're about and what you're here to do, as well as what it takes to build a standout brand, then this one's for you. All you have to do is head to theconnectionexchange.com forward slash brand masterclass. That's theconnectionexchange.com forward slash brand masterclass and get access to it today. So let's dive in and talk about how you can put your marketing on autopilot. Now, tip one is get really clear on what you're selling. So before we're going to go and sort it all out and set it all up, my question to you is, what are you selling? What are your core products and services? What is it that you really want to put out there and that you want to focus on in the next 3, 6, 12 months? Now, if you're anything like me, I do have a number of products and services in my business. I've got the Exchange of Membership. I've got the Play Big Brand Bold online course, which is going live again on the 6th of August. I've got workshops. I work with corporates. So there's a lot of different things in the mix. But when it comes to really starting to think about my marketing plan and strategy, I do like to take a look at each one and think, what is it that I really want to sell here? What am I focusing on? Because I do think that if you spread yourself too thin, then the message can get muddled. So you want to make sure that you are being super clear and that you're really clear, not just for your audience, but for yourself, what it is you want to focus on. Tip two is once you know what you want to sell, then I would really challenge you to work out how much revenue you want to earn from that and really start thinking about how much you're willing to spend on your marketing for that product. Now, obviously spending time building your brand connection and audience is going to help reduce your marketing spend because you're attracting clients using free tools and obviously letting them get to know you, like you and trust you. But today we are talking about marketing. So I really do want you to think about the products and services that you want to sell. What is it that you want to make from that? What would you like to earn this year? Now, from my marketing manager buddies, the general stats is that you'll spend around about 30% of your revenue in the first year and then 20% of your revenue moving forward 
on your marketing budget. But when I look at online research, which I just did today in 2018, a lot of different industries are kind of focusing on around about 10%. So if you're spending about 10% of your budget on marketing, then I think that you're doing well. So if you're aiming to earn 80,000, then you might spend anything from four to 8,000 across the whole year. Or if you're aiming on earning 250 grand, then you may be spending 25,000. You get the general gist. So really understanding what it is you want to earn means that you can give yourself a bit of a projection as to what you think your marketing budget might be. Now, when I started out, I just had a general rule that I would start out spending around about one to two times the price of the product or service in order to market that product or service, because then I might get some really great eyeballs on it and get some great exposure and get some click throughs. But I just needed one person to buy in order to cover the cost. And I knew that I would at least get a couple of purchases. So I just think it's something that you can start with. So if you don't have a current marketing budget and you're unsure as to what to make your marketing budget, then take a look at how much you're earning. Take 10%, 20% of that and reinvest it. Now, obviously, the more you grow your business, the more you grow your list, the more you grow your brand, then you might... You could reduce the amount that you're spending because people are knowing more about you. They're following you and you can obviously be using, like I said before, some of the free tools to be advertising some of your products and services. But if you do want to continue to grow, then having a marketing budget, I think is really important. So tip two is really about knowing how much you want to spend. And I think a good rule of thumb is think about how much you want to earn or how much you're earning and take around about 10% of that and reinvest it back into the business. Tip number three. So now that you know what you're selling and you've got a ballpark figure on how much you're willing to invest in your marketing, now it's time to grab the calendar and start mapping out key times in the year that you want this marketing to be running. This is something I do. I'm literally sitting here recording this podcast. I've got a big 12-month calendar on my wall and I've got key dates. I've got all of the school holidays booked in because I work with a lot of mums in business, uh, as obviously in the general realm of women in business. And I've also got when I am on holidays myself, when I've got events happening, so our breakfast and dinners and our workshops, and then when I'm launching certain products. So if you can actually sit and give yourself a bit of an overview as to what's happening in the year, then it means that you can really start marketing your products and services uh, in a really informed way. So it could align with seasonality or it could align with other things you've got going on. So as I said, I've got workshops, events, launch dates for our online course, etc. And then obviously taking a look at when I'm going to be spending that money. So am I going to have heavier marketing spend months than others? Or if you don't have launch dates and you've got products and services that you sell all year round, then maybe you take the amount of money that you're allocating to your marketing budget and you divide it by 12 so that you've got a fairly evenly distributed monthly spend for your marketing. There's different ways that you can do it depending on what your business model is and what you want to focus on. 
so I personally look at event dates and then launch dates because those are the key times in my business when I have deadlines. So for example, if I've got, well, I've got Play Big Brand Ball coming up on the 6th of August. So really looking a few months out from that, what's my list building strategy? Where am I utilizing my marketing dollars? What am I doing with my free assets as well? So my Instagram, Facebook, etc. So for a launch, if you followed any of the launch gurus, then they will say you need to start list building at least three months out. So you might create a free training or opt-in and then have a sequence to move people through it to your product by offering them obviously more really awesome content as they go through that. If it's an event, then it could be six weeks out from the event. It depends on how big your events are. Uh, When it comes to Epic Summer or when I ran conferences, I would start like eight months before with the planning uh, and start talking about it six months before because if it's a higher priced ticket and people have to be somewhere so they're either flying in or they're getting accommodation, you just need to give people more notice because there's just more for them to organize. So you just got to think about what it takes for them to engage with, purchase the product or service you're talking about. Um, You know, you would obviously be using your free tools as well. Uh, And I'll put a link in the show notes to a video I recorded a while ago on 16 ways to promote your event online, which is one of my most popular YouTube videos. So you can obviously take a look at that as well if events is something that you're wanting to look at and promote. Tip number five. Now, before you start setting things up, you do need to think about the entry point that somebody is going to come into whatever it is that you're promoting. So what does that mean? Well, if you've got higher price products and services, then somebody who doesn't know you may not buy straight away. So what's a lower point that they can come in at? And then as you build trust and they get to know you more, then you can start to share your higher price products with them if it's right for them and if they're interested. Obviously, if they stay within the sequence, then the likelihood is is that, yes, this is a topic that they're interested in, they are happy to receive more information, and if the pain point is strong enough, then they will most likely buy what you have if they feel like the quality of your content is good enough. So you need to really map out your customer journey and stages that you can be marketing to them. So let's say you're a copywriter and you have an online course that teaches somebody how to perfect their copywriting skills. So you may market a free or low price product on how to improve your copywriting skills. Anybody who signs up for it, you can make a pretty safe assumption, wants to get better at copywriting. So give them some great tips. Show them how to do one particular element. Continue to build the relationship and then maybe offer them your course down the track. So this could be two months down the track, three months down the track. It might be six weeks. It's totally up to you and it also depends on the price point of the product or service. If it's something that's a fairly low price point, like say, I don't know, 170 bucks or something like that, $200, then somebody may purchase it quite quickly. Obviously, when I see marketing on Instagram for particular things, a lot of it is under $100. So it's a pretty... Uh, easy decision. If I want that thing, then yes, I'll buy it because it's fairly inexpensive. But if your products and services are of a higher price, then you're obviously going to need to do a lot more work to build the relationship and the trust there. 
So point number five was understand your customer journey and the entry point that somebody might come in at. So you may not be marketing your big products and services. You might be marketing lower uh, products and services or opt-ins so that you can then build the trust and then down the line, once you've got the relationship, share more of what you have with them. That might be at a higher price. Point number six, once you have the entry point, which really should be a clear sign that the topic you're talking about is something they're interested in, then you need to start to set up your automations. So if you can spend time setting these up when then you can run them again and again and again without having to do anything. How great would that be? Imagine turning this off and on and knowing that it's doing most of the work for you. Now, I know that a lot of people feel like that's a huge amount of work, but I also really want to encourage you to start getting better at front loading. So it's the same thing as if I'm batching podcasts or videos, you know, for me to sit down over a day or two or however long it takes to sit and really work out a really great uh, automated sequence of emails, really understanding, well, if somebody doesn't open that or, you know, if they don't click on this then send them somewhere else, it can feel like a lot. But if you take the time to do it, it is something that you can use again and again. I really think that you're only going to get better at marketing and get better at setting these types of things up in a you know quicker way and more confidently if you start to learn how to do it now. And it's really not that hard. I use ActiveCampaign as my CRM and email management tool, uh, which has some really awesome automations already set up. But I also do my own and the majority of email management systems, even MailChimp, can do email automations. So, you know, once you understand your audience and the entry point, start to set up the automations. But one of my biggest tips and one thing I definitely want to make sure comes through really strong in this podcast episode is my tip number seven. Just because you're creating an automation doesn't mean you can't be human. Yeah. So one big tip is to write your emails uh, and this automation like you're actually speaking to somebody. So something that I do and I was talking to one of our gorgeous exchanger members the other day about this uh, was I read my emails out aloud. And if I can't say it to somebody in the way that I've written it, then I don't send it out. Always write, no matter whether it's a marketing email, your subscriber newsletter, any, any, any written content really should be in a human voice and in a way that you would speak to people unless you're a massive corporate who is you know constrained by a very formal uh, brand voice then I really think that you should be writing the way that you talk and I think that people read it that way as well. Next, realize that not everybody opens every email. And what's the point of that? Well, my point is when you're doing automations, you need more emails than you think you do. Because some people will see some and others will read or see others. So don't be afraid to do the work and really share what you have. As long as your sharing is helpful, uh, you know, it has a point and it helps them make a decision then give them more information. So something I've really learned is that when I did email automations where I would just send kind of an email here and there with no real frequency, I found it didn't really work. 
But now I'm sending more emails with FAQs, so frequently asked questions about the product or um, you know, I'm sharing special time limited offers or I'm sharing testimonials of other people who have been through, say, the course or something else. So as somebody who has been the receiver of these emails for something that I've been interested in, it's really been helpful to get this type of info. So don't be scared to address all of the objectives that you know your clients might have or answer the questions before they even ask them. You know, these might be things that they're thinking about, but because you haven't addressed them and they don't feel comfortable asking, you've actually missed out on an opportunity. So if you are selling a product or service then and you're not sure what to put in your email automations, then I would really encourage you to have a think about, you know, what are their objections? What kind of information can you give them? How can you show them social proof uh, testimonials of other people who have succeeded going through it? And give them that information, serve it up to them in their in their inbox and make it an easier decision. Because if they're still hanging around, then this is something that they must be interested in. You know, on all of my emails that I send out, there is always an opt-out, which means that they don't actually unsubscribe from my main list, but they unsubscribe from any of those sales emails or any other emails to do with that topic, which means that segmentation is a really important thing when you are doing these automated uh, sequences to make sure that you're not losing people off your main list. Uh, and that they can get other information from you, but they may just not be interested in that particular product or service. Tip number nine is to assess. So check how things are going. Are people opting out at a certain point? Are your ads not converting? Are you getting the traction you want is basically what you need to know. So putting your marketing on autopilot doesn't mean set and forget. It means do the work up front, test it out, tweak it and run it again. Yeah, so the market is always changing. So this was never going to be just a one hit wonder. But if you can get 70 or 80% of it right and done and then tweak it as the market changes, then you'll still be in such a great position. And I just think you learn as you go anyway as to what works and what doesn't. So tip number 10 is work smarter, not harder and change your mindset. Now, if you've been thinking, wow, Suze, that feels hard, then my question is, what are you doing right now? So if you don't have great systems in your business and great marketing strategies, tactics, and setups, then I can guarantee that it's probably taking you more time right now to do what you're doing. Otherwise, maybe you're not doing anything at all. So, you know, my big message for this is, really change your mindset. Know that you can understand how to set your marketing on autopilot. If you need to get the help to do it, then get the help. I actually hired somebody who is an access ally and a active campaign specialist because those are the two systems that I use. And while I can probably do about 60% of it, she really helped me with some of the tech that I didn't understand. uh, And we went through it together and she's also just there to support me if anything goes wrong. So I think get the help that you need in order to make this happen and also do the work. So I sat down and I just made a decision that this is something that I really want to do. I absolutely, you know, love my Play Big Brown Bold course. I really want to make sure that that becomes my signature program and that I am 
putting it out there in a way that, you know, is getting the best results and that I can learn from and continue to build on. So it's really important that you just make the decision. Do you really want this product or service to work? Do you want more people to find out about it and to purchase it and to get the help that they're looking for with whatever it is that you support them to do? You know, and if you are saying, yes, I do want that, then you need to do the work. You need to allocate the budget and you need to get things moving. So if you want to grow your business, then you really need to be thinking about things like this. If you're just doing things in an ad hoc way without really planning, then it's you're just going to continue to, you know, just keep things moving rather than really creating something that works for you. So really quickly, let's go over those top 10 tips again. Number one is get clear on what you're selling. Really know what products and services you want to focus on. Number two is once you know how much you're wanting to earn or you're looking at how much is coming in, then set a marketing budget, allocate at least five or 10% to go back into your business to market the things you really want to market. Tip three is set it out in your calendar. I just think for me, I'm such a visual person and it's helped me so much to really take a look at when I've got things coming up, what I need to be doing uh, and making sure that there's no clashes as well. Number four is understand the lead time that you need in order to make it successful. So if you've got an event coming up next week, starting to promote it this week is not gonna be enough time. So you need to make sure you understand the lead time that you need in order to achieve what you want. Tip number five is know your customer journey and the entry point so that you can give them the right thing that is going to really spark their interest and get them to sign up and find out more. Tip number six is set up your automation. Do the work and set it up and start really making this happen for yourself. Tip seven was the main one, be human in your interactions. Every single piece of content you put out, whether it's an email, it's a Facebook post, anything, make sure that when you read it out loud, that is exactly how you would say it to a human being standing in front of you. Tip eight is do more than you think you need to. We always underestimate what it takes to get somebody over the line. I remember somebody saying that the majority of sales happen on the last day of a course or event closing. Uh, And so you really need to be reminding people because I know so many people that have said to me, oh, Suze, I really wanted to go to that and I just completely forgot and I missed your reminders. So don't forget that the more that you do it, not everybody's gonna see it. So when you feel like you're in overkill mode with your marketing, let me just tell you, there will still be people that come up to you and go, I missed it. How did I miss it? (laughs) Tip number nine is assess and measure your success and make sure it's doing what you want it to do so that you can continue to tweak it. And tip 10 was work smarter, not harder. Get your mindset right and make sure you're building and running your business like a business and that you're really thinking through your marketing. You know, don't leave it to chance. If this is a business you want to grow, then, and you're investing all of this time and money and effort 
then, you know, get it working like a well-oiled machine. And the other thing is, is that when you start to really get into this, and if you do love the products and services that you are selling and you do believe in them, that they can make a difference and they can help people, you will start to love marketing. I actually love marketing in my business because I love when people come to our events and I love when people join Play Big Brand Bold and whatever else that they're coming to because I know that they can really benefit from it. So I think that you just need to really believe in what it is that you have and if you can start to really nail your marketing, hopefully it will help you to build confidence as well uh, in the fact that you've really planned and thought this through. Now, as I said before, at the very beginning, building your brand, the know, like, and trust factor, you know, giving your audience what they want and really building that community should be the foundation that you want your business to be built on. And then your marketing should be secondary to that. You know, but I just think that if you do want to build your brand and you do really want to make sure that you are continuing to build your reputation in the market and give great value, then that's something you need to focus on and then look at how you are marketing your business secondary to that. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I've got a big podcast batching day coming up, which I'm very excited about with some amazing interviews that uh, that I have set up in the next couple of weeks. And I'm really looking to move to a more regular weekly schedule uh, and getting back to also one of my favorite things, which is video. So if you're not following me on YouTube, then I would really encourage you to. I'm just at Suzanne Chadwick and you can find me there. I'm gonna be doing loads more videos coming up. You can follow me on Instagram at the connection exchange underscore or you can follow me on Facebook at Suzanne Chadwick TCX. So I hope that you have an awesome day. If you've got any questions or comments, then let me know. I'll be posting this on my Facebook page and Instagram. You can leave a comment or question there and I will get back to you. Otherwise, have an awesome week and I can't wait to see you next time on the podcast.